0: We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Uh, A night like this is very important. One of the things that has helped me in life is my ability to collect prophetic utterances. So I've sat like this on on numerous occasions where what you will classify an ordinary service, but my heart was open and God visited me with a vision, visited me with a mandate, visited me with a word. Now, the body of Christ today is such an attractive body um, and also um, it's such an addictive thing. Sometimes to come to church is very addictive, you know. Um, once you live here, there's just so much love in the body of Christ. Well, take that back. There's so much love in Gateway Chapel, right? <laughs> there's so much love that it can easily be addictive. Whenever you come to church, you, you are excited, you are happy, you know? Um, but I want to encourage you to, I want to charge you and also encourage you to understand that um, uh, attending a church service is not, uh, uh, it does not equal to having an impact. Repetition of attendance or frequent attendance does not equal impact. Impact is when you hear something for the first time or something hits your spirit and you go, "Ah, I caught that." And so that also tells me that your spirit man has to be open. So I want to encourage you to have your spirit man open for a night like this. Secondly, a night like this is a night you document and you go back and revisit. There are there are messages. Right, sitting down in a normal church like service like this, that was preached, that I received in my spirit, that guided me for for over 20 years. Right, one of them I can still remember very clearly. Sitting down in a church service in a local church way back in my home country, and uh, our pastor and spiritual father preached a message from Isaiah chapter Psalm 82 that said, "I have said, you are God's and." children of the most high god right and if you do not subscribe to this right it says you will you will die like like men right and not like one of the princes so that was just a a regular church service on a wednesday service that 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 word was that message was preached and it just impacted my spirit i left that service a different man I left that service a different man. This was way back. This was in the um, early 90s. Again, fast forward 1997, uh, here in the UK, I was in a church, regular church service. And uh, the pastor preached the message from Genesis. And I talked about how Joseph went from being in the pit all right, to the palace. And he described the pit as PIT, which means prime minister in training. There was just something about that definition that impacted my spirit, man. And, 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 and at that time, I was living in a one, one room. I was living in a room in a house. I, my family, and we're living in a room in a house, sharing one bathroom and one bathroom and one toilet joint with eight other families. But there was just something in that message that, day that really impacted my spirit. I I left that service that day a different man. My prayer for you today is that you will leave this service a different person. In the name of Jesus, you will leave this service a different person. So, I always, I am a collector of prophetic utterance and prophetic words. You know why? Because the Bible makes me understand that the word of God will not return to him void. If that word is released, right, it will never return. Return to God. So I collect them. I pray about them. I keep their journals. I think about it. And for me, they become a promise that I eagerly await for their fulfillment. It's so interesting that over these years, over these years, over these years, every year, one, one promise comes to pass in my life. Amen. So the word of God is like a seed. A prophetic word is like a seed. You receive it. You may not see it. You may not not see it. Your natural mind may not comprehend it. But I want to challenge you to store it in the garden of your heart as a seed. One day it will sprout. One day it will sprout. That's why I encourage you to keep it. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One day it will sprout. It will spring forth. And all of a sudden, your life will take a different dimension. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with me this evening to Genesis chapter 41, from verses 46 to 49. Genesis 41, 46 to 49. And then also, we want to look at the supporting text from Exodus 33. So, I want to share with you what the prophetic word that God has given to us for the next seven years, and then also. I want to share with you the things that you need to do to align yourself with this prophetic word. Amen. Um, Genesis 41, it says, Joseph was 30 years old. And this is what I'm I'm anointing you into today. Praise the Lord. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. You will, go through all, uh, you will go through all the land of this nation in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I said, you will go through all the land of this nation in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord will promote you. He will increase you. He will perfect all that concerns you in the name of Jesus. In no distant future, you will be, your name will, be, will go on from city to city. Uh, your amen is under attack. Amen. I said, your name will go on from city to city. Now let me tell you how that will work, because sometimes you may say amen, but you may not understand the context. So let me give you an example. Many years ago, I was working as uh, I was working for a Fortune 500 company, and they posted me to go work uh, for a particular client. So one day, I looked at the I looked at the company; they were having a challenge, and then they obviously just dropped into my spirit and I said, "Why don't you just offer to organize?" A free workshop for them. <laughs> I said, free workshop. I said, I'm a contractor. They, they, I know they pay me very well, but um, I shouldn't give them any extra. And then the Holy Spirit said, "But why don't you organize, why don't you offer to organize a free workshop?" And so, um, so I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, "So what do you what do you want me to teach them?" He said, "I should call the call the workshop confidence building workshop." So they've just installed a new system, right? And um, my job was to uh, support them through the process. But I realized that there were people in that organization, they are just they were af- afraid of computers. And so um, the oldest reason I should call it uh, a confidence building workshop. I said, confidence building workshop? These guys, they are you know, just took at their car park full of uh, Ferraris and Lamborghinis. What are you going to tell a confidence building workshop? I said, well, at your word, I will do so. So I booked a meeting room. And I said, well, um, I'm going to be running a free confidence building workshop um, today, or no, the next day. So if anybody wants to register, right, just send me an email and I'll be there an hour and a half or two hours to run this confidence building workshop. I said, so during this training period, I will address your fear of computers. I will address your fear of change. I will address your, and you can ask me any question. You wanna ask me regarding the new system or whatever the new process and system that you guys are you guys are rolling out. I said, but what shocked me was that the people who who emailed me, right, emailed me back to tell me they want to attend, were all directors and senior executives. I thought, wow, this is very interesting. So I started panicking. But I thought maybe one assistant manager will say, oh, yeah, you know, or one um, uh, one officer will say yes. But it was their executive directors and their um, uh, senior managers, executive directors, and directors where they all, they all say, yeah, okay, yeah, I want to be part of that. So they came. They had a good time. I was able to just train them. And then one of them said, you know what? This is so good. Why don't we just get to do the same thing all throughout the cities? Anywhere we have an office, we just go in there, spend the same time two hours, and then train all our executives. Then, so from the, all around the all around the UK where they had offices, they, my name just went round. Wow, there's this guy called Eddie. There's this guy called Eddie. There's this guy called So anyway, so someone so, oh, I said, Wait, what's your name? So my name he said, Oh, you're the guy. That will be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, you're the guy. Oh, I had lunch with one of the directors, and and they mentioned your name. Oh, you're the guy. Oh, you're the guy. That will be your story in Jesus' mighty name. So I see your name go around this nation in Jesus' mighty name. So the Bible says, bring back my scriptures. It It says, so, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, in the seven plentiful years from tonight, You are entering, I am entering seven plentiful years. In these seven plentiful years, the Bible says that the ground brought forth abundantly. That will be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. In the next seven years, you will. Now, it says the ground, that is the labor of your hands, will bring forth abundantly. You will have storehouses you will have savings. You will have increase. You will have not just enough to eat, but enough to spare. In the next seven years from this night, in the name of Jesus. Bring up my scriptures. Next. next, next. Yeah. It says, so he gathered up all the food you will gather up. In the name of Jesus. he said he gathered up all the food Of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt, and then he laid up. He gathered, he laid up. So you will gather, you will store. Savings will no longer be a problem for you in Jesus' mighty name. You will gather, you will store. Now, you may be in a place right now where you think that you are struggling. You may be in a place right now where your reality is far from your dreams and your experience. That will end from this night. In the name of Jesus, you will gather, you will store up. He said, you will store up in the cities. He laid up in every city the food of the fields. Every area of your life will have a gathering. Every area of your life will have surplus, will have increase. You will eat and be satisfied with the fruit of your hands. In the name of Jesus. He laid up in every city their food or their fields which surrounded them. Praise the Lord. Next verse. Next verse. So Joseph gathered very much grain. He gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea. You know, when he reads something like this and you are poor, it is very difficult to believe. When you are just an assistant manager... And someone what he's telling you, you will be a CEO. It's very, it's very difficult to believe. But the thing about a prophetic word is this. God does not need you to perform. The prophetic word does not depend on your integrity. It depends on the integrity of God. The things that God told me when I was in a cow farm without light, without heating, They have all come to pass. And I must confess, there are certain things that God told me about my future. And I looked at myself and I shook my head and said, no, 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 this is not possible. But thank God that God does not need me to fulfill his word. Thank God that God's prophetic word does not depend on my integrity. God's prophetic word depends on God's integrity. When God says it through a tested, tested vessel, be sure it will come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord! As what the Bible says, until He stopped counting, for it was immeasurable. You know, every time I tell Pastor Bola, I say, you know, Bola, God has blessed us immeasurably. The reason why we say so is because we know how we arrived at uh, arrived in UK. I know what I brought in. I know what I have now. I know when I came in. I came in as came in with just came in alone to meet a, my wife and a pregnant wife and a to, and a toddler. But we have more than uh, toddlers today. We have spiritual children, not just here but in cities and countries beyond there. So that's called an immeasurable blessing. God will grant you immeasurable blessings in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So this is the order I want to anoint you into today, that today will mark a new, a new day in your life. Now, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. But one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you will, you will call me and say, Pastor, you know what? You said so. And so somebody went to Ghana and visited with one of my spiritual um, sons in Ghana. So this, this son called me and said, Pastor, you won't believe. He said, Do you remember um, that, uh, that uh, XYZ? I said, No. Ah, He said, Pastor, he said, He's very comfortable now. He said, But we're having a conversation. He said, He came on holidays. So we're having a conversation. And he said, I was in the service one day when Pastor Eddie preached a certain message. And he said, That message is the foundation of my wealth today. So, that message is the foundation of my wealth today. I pray that today you will, you will encounter something that will be the foundation of your prosperity and the foundation of your future in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, how do we get there? There's only one way we can walk in this. I want to share this with you tonight. Amen. Exodus 33, it says, And Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Come on, say grace. He said, Now therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way. That I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. Verse, 12, verse 14. He said, And he said, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us from here. For how then? Will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your side? It's very interesting. This leader was talking about grace, 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 grace. It means grace is the secret for progress. So, so, verse 4:16 16 says, for how then will, will, will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your side? Come on, tell your neighbor, I will find grace in his side. I will find grace, will find grace in his side. He said, except you go with us. So, we shall be separate your people and i so we shall so we shall be separate your people and i from all the all the people who are upon the face of the earth so the lord said to moses i will also do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and i have and i know you by name and he said please Show me your glory. Come on, say, show me your glory. Verse 19 says, then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no man shall see my face and live." And the Lord says, here is a place by me. May you find a place by God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. May God cover you with his hands in Jesus' mighty name. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, for my face shall not be seen. Praise the Lord. The presence of the Lord is very special. I have learned this over the years. It's one of my favorite topics. The the presence of the Lord is very special. Five minutes in God's presence can give you something that an entire life of labor cannot give you. How do we tap into these next seven years? I want to pray for the presence of the Lord. Listen, if God is not with you, you will labor in vain. Your effort can be frustrated. Your harvest can be stolen. I want you and I to make his presence a priority for the next seven years. Now that we are saved and we have committed our lives to Christ, I want us to follow through by making the presence of God a priority in our lives. So I want to share with you seven things his presence gives you. And this is to encourage you to be hungry for his presence hungry for the presence of God. This is to encourage you to be conscious of his presence. This is to encourage you to always ensure that you carry his presence. It is also to charge you not to be carried away with the world or carried away by your friends, but to be carried away by the presence of the Lord. Come on, say his presence. Someone say his presence. The presence of the Lord is powerful, you know, it contains so many things. Can you imagine if you are in the company of someone, say say your natural father or your natural mom or of or, or or someone, a father figure who is very comfortable and very wealthy? You know, when you when you when you pull up in a shop, you don't get worried. You don't. You know why? Is it because you know that the person whose presence you are in is a heavily loaded amen. Praise the Lord. I am yet I am yet to um see go out go out with any of our uh our sons and then they are worried about who we pay for what. It's never, it's never an issue. You know why? Money is never an issue because There is someone in their presence. Amen. So so if if you understand the presence of the Lord, it's something that you will will hunger for in your spiritual journey. And I'm telling you, if you can key into this message, the next seven seven years is very short. Seven years, is I've, I've, I've just spent 31 years in Christ. Seven years is very short. Seven years is very short. We've been pastoring this church now for 16 years. And all of a sudden, 16 years, I'm asking myself, where has the time gone? You know, the ones that we used to see off to school many years ago, they now drive. The ones that used to say, oh, can you pick this one for me? They now drive. They now come. I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? So seven years will just come and go. So I want to, I want to make, the, make, up, make up your mind to invest in searching and fulfilling and ensuring that the Presence of God is with you and with you always. Amen. Number one, what does the presence of God give you? Number one, the presence of God gives you grace and empowerment. His presence gives you grace and what? Empowerment. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 to 14. Grace and empowerment. The, the, the grace you need for the things you need to become is in the Lord. Second Peter chapter 1 verses 2 to four, and 4. It says grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. So the knowledge of God is what I'm supplying this tonight. I am telling you, I'm telling you that you need his presence to become the man and woman he wants to become in the next 7 years. So that is the knowledge. Now, so the grace is in His presence. Grace and empowerment is in His presence. Possibilities happen in God's presence. Possibilities happen in God's presence. You can sit in His presence and at the end of any service or at the end of your worship time, at the end of your prayer time, you can leave His presence with grace and empowerment that you cannot account for. Empowerment. You know, I was sharing with someone recently. I said, "Knowledge is overrated." Well, if you need knowledge concerning anything, I said, "You, what do you do? Google it." I was sharing with a uh, with um, you know a couple that were counseling. I said, "You are about to get married." I said, "Listen." I said, "Without without getting married, you can write a book on marriage. Visit ten blogs, download the content of ten blogs, read through." and then rewrite whatever it is they have written in your language. It's called what? Curation. In other words, you can read it, and then interpret that thing any way you want to interpret it, as long as it is not verbatim. Ten of them, three thousand words, you are an author. Do you understand? But in his presence, he gives you the power to become what you know. In the The presence of God is grace and empowerment. Grace is supernatural ability to put force and reality into what's between your ears or into what your spirit has absorbed. Does that make sense? That's why you must labor to spend time in his presence. It should come before your friends. it should come before your work. It is is an investment of time in his presence that will make your work fruitful in the next seven years. Amen. Praise the Lord. Number two, in his presence is wisdom. What should I do? That is wisdom. What should I do? How should I do it? Should I do it by copying my friends? Should I do it because my friend says so? So how can I solve this problem? In his presence is wisdom. How can I solve this problem? This challenge, how can I solve it? This child, how can I deal with it? How can I deal with the issue confronting this child? This marriage, how can I handle this marriage? Come on, say wisdom. Well, you see, you, you always find wisdom in God's presence. I want you to live here tonight, seeking, Lord, how can I spend time in your presence? You cannot find wisdom in the library. No. There's no book that says, this is all the wisdom of God. No, the, the wisdom of God is where? Is in his Bible that you get and you draw out by revelation. You cannot find the wisdom of God in a party. You cannot find the wisdom of God in a club. Now, you cannot find the wisdom of God in the company of your friends. No, you find wisdom in his presence. You find wisdom in his presence. You find wisdom. The wisdom of God is expressed through the voice of God. The wisdom of God is expressed through the voice of God. The voice of God for direction. So you need to, you need to, there's the, in the presence of God, there's, there's grace and empowerment, then there is wisdom. Knowing what to do, knowing what to do, brothers and sisters, terminates frustration. Knowing what to do. I've had the privilege of living in three countries. And, uh, and I have started from the scratch in three different countries. It is the same principle. Sort out his presence and his presence will sort out your issues. End of story. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God resides where God is. The wisdom of God resides where God is. We are going to have fun on earth. We're going to have fun in the next seven years, but listen very carefully. You need there are certain things that, you, that that are non-negotiable. Your power base should be non-negotiable, and your power base is the presence of God. Number three, God in, in God in Christ, His power is in his presence. The power of God is in his presence. The powers you need to do what you want to do is in his presence the factor that is responsible for god's dimension is in god's presence the factor power is a factor power is that factor that is responsible for the kind of result that god he's god he's our god because he's he is a powerful god that power is in his presence and the one who spends time in his presence become as powerful as God is so you see these are things that you must invest in the way you invest in your education the way you invest in your work the way you invest in your children these are things that you must invest in for you to come into abundance and seven years of prosperity and uh, increase praise the lord and so and so the kind of the kind of uh, result that you get from God there is no human agent and there's no agency that can fabricate that kind of thing as well. At best they will just try you need to you need to be you need assurance of his presence that 's why Moses said he said we won't live here unless you go with us. I know the value of your presence number four. In God's uh, um, in his presence there is restoration 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 if you look at your life right now and you think you have lost anything in the next seven years you're going to recover all Amen. I said you will recover all Amen. so I said I have had to start from the scratch twice or three times in my life and in those instances I still I still recovered everything and I still measured up to pass to, to power. So in his presence, there's restoration. That's why you don't spend time over anything that you have lost, whether it is in time or in money or in effort. No. Just get into God's presence and then God will sort out the rest for you. Amen. Joel 2, 25 to 32. Joel chapter 2. 25, I know you know the scripture. It said, I will restore. Come on, say, it said, I will restore. restore. Come on, let's read on. I will restore to you. Let's read together. One, two, go. Uh-huh. 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 Okay, pause there. You see that? You see that? In his presence, there's restoration. He said, when I restore you, what do you do? You eat in plenty. You eat in plenty. And then you will be satisfied. And then you will be so satisfied, you will wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I praise the name of our God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So it means even if you have lost anything, he will restore unto you and the purpose of restoration is so you can eat in plenty. So in the next seven years, I see massive restoration. I see restoration of time. You see, when I got born again thirty-one years ago, and I and I looked at and I looked at what Christianity has to offer, and I said, Ah, Lord! I said, Why didn't I get born again from my mother's womb? I've lost so much time. And then God opened my eyes to Joel. And I said, and I said, Wow, so you can restore the lost time. So I started praying. I said, Lord, from that day, God blessed me with the covenant of covenant of restoration. Amen. Praise the Lord. Number five, there's deliverance in the presence of God. Second Timothy 4:18. There's deliverance in the presence of God. So, what is deliverance? Where, well, right? It says, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. It says, the Lord will what? deliver me. That deliverance is in his presence. What can God deliver you from? One, God can deliver you from negative spirits. Demonic spirits. God can deliver, God can deliver you from a negative spirits. Just if a, a couple of weeks ago, somebody came to me and I said, Oh, Pastor, this is happening to me. This happened the, the, today. That happened yesterday. Um, last week this happened. I said, Whoa! I said, You are under attack. Quickly come here. Let me anoint you with oil. And then this is what you want to do on, when you're under attack. So God can deliver you from negative spirits. God can deliver you from negative influences. There are negative influences. For so many of you, there are enemies you call friends. There are enemies you call friends. Now, when I say enemies you call friends, now the people that you hang around with, they are not, naturally, they are not bad. But you underrate the power of the enemy. If, this, if Satan can enter into Peter and, and attempt to abort the destiny of Jesus, Satan can' use anybody and he can use your friend against you. It's so, so there's deliverance from negative influences. All your friend needs to do is say no and what God has planted in your spirit can be aborted. All your friends will say, all your friend needs to do is to look at you and say, well hey, I don't see it that way." And that's it I don't see it that way and everything God has in stock with can be aborted because your closest friend that Satan has possessed they, they are not bad listen, listen when, you, when among all your friends do you know which one is possessed or which one is not now do you know can you vouch that all your friends are under the influence of the Holy Spirit 24 7 can you vouch can you vouch that all your friends at all times, they are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Can you vouch? You can't vouch. So his presence can deliver you from negative influences. Praise the Lord. Ah, your amen is very interesting. <laughs> so deliverance is not just from demons. No. Deliverance can, can you, there's also, a, a, you, can be, you can be delivered from Misinformation misinformation, negative factors, negative perspectives, and negative perceptions. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!